1: Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. Uh, Montclair, New Jersey, Superintendent Jonathan Pons uh, announced that it is with deep regret the schools will remain closed. They uh, have been closed for the past 320 days. They won't even be opening on a hybrid basis because negotiations between the school district and the teachers union in Montclair, New Jersey, broke down. I I realize how unsettling this news is, added uh, Superintendent uh, Pons. The uh, union said, you know, maybe another year before uh, it's safe to reopen. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday, Chicago Public Schools told parents to keep their kids at home, even though the school had said they're back in school on Monday, because uh, the district uh, continues its negotiations with the Chicago Teachers Union, which has instructed its members not to report for in-person learning until an agreement is reached on a safe reopening plan. Joe Biden has weighed in on this on behalf of the Chicago Teachers Union. He knows they want to return to work. He just want they just want to do so safely. That's all. Of course. Obviously. For more on the topic, we're pleased to be joined by Carol Markowitz, columnist at the New York Post. Carol, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.
0: Hi. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Uh, Montclair, New Jersey, uh, Maplewood, New Jersey, (laughs) Chicago, New York. You know, they just the teachers uh, union. Uh, On behalf Mm -hmm. of the teachers, they just want to make sure it's safe. What's wrong with that?
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, imagine we had a national media calling this out. That's what I keep going back to, that the politicians are weak, the unions are strong, and the media is completely compliant and nonexistent. Uh, Other than, you know, conservative-leaning media, nobody is pointing to this. And... I have so many people reaching out to me and saying, I'm a liberal. I can't believe this is happening. Um, I can't believe that I'm on the side with the conservatives on this. And there's so many people like this because they are abandoned by their liberal politicians and their liberal media who have decided that school just doesn't matter that much.
1: The truth is for kids K through 12, one of the safest places they can be from our perspective is to remain in school CDC Mm -hmm. director Robert Redfield said all the way back in November, and um, I thought that he was considered a man of science by these politicians and the teachers unions and the left and uh, and 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 apparently not.
0: Right. Well, that's really it, is that following the science is not something that we're doing anymore on any level Uh, in areas that businesses open or close, uh, there's no scientific basis. I mean, California had closed their outdoor dining despite the fact that no evidence whatsoever that any spread was happening at outdoor dining facilities. And now they've reopened outdoor dining with the exact same numbers that they had when they closed it. So it really makes no sense. Uh, there's no science being followed whatsoever. And on the issue of schools, I think that the, the real thing is that the unions are con- in control of the conversation and that in order to get the control back politicians will need to stand up to them and i don't see that happening you what know a, when you a, say
1: i'm sorry to interrupt yeah, what, sorry, a, what i was say yeah <laughs> what, what, what about parents standing up to them right. what, those those liberals that are coming to you and say i can't believe i'm on your right. side carol say yeah. well, well are you connecting dots not just in this moment but but beyond this moment, are those dots going to stay connected?
0: Yeah. So the thing is that they're generally not speaking up. They're afraid to be called, you know, teacher killers or uh, racist, you know, because every, everybody's racist. No matter what, what it is, you disagree with the, the mainstream left opinion. Um, so they're afraid and so then they're not really speaking up. And, and for the most part, they're just moving away from these areas or they're sending their kids to private school, which is a very common solution, uh, because private schools are obviously completely safe somehow in the same areas as these public schools are closed. No. So, but, you know, you said, um, the conversation broke down with the unions. Well, but what it is, is when the conversation breaks down with the unions, the politician has to say, no, you're going to work, and the union can go on strike, which is illegal. So they have to push them into the situation. When, it, when, when the conversation breaks down, I, I don't see that as the conversation breaking down. I see that as the union won that conversation. Um, and, and the more often that happens, the less likely our kids will ever get back to school.
1: Uh, When we come back with Carol Markowitz, I want to talk uh, a little bit about uh, what you wrote about in part in a recent column in the New York Post uh, about uh, Success Academy, which is a a big charter school network in New York City. Also, um, just the more general topic of school choice and how those parents who are are opting out are being treated by the unions, too. It's not enough to be silent. The unions are still coming after you. We'll pick that up with Carol Markowitz, columnist in the New York Post right after this. Listen, the more you'll know. This
0: is this, this, this is the Dan Proft show.
1: Welcome back to the show. We're speaking with Carol Markowitz, columnist at the New York Post. Uh, we're talking about uh, the return to school or the lack thereof in so many places, big cities, and also, and and it's not just. Uh, School districts that are primarily lower income students, either black or brown students. I mean, in the, in the suburbs of Chicago, one of the wealthier suburbs, uh, Highland Park and Deerfield, uh, that school has been those schools have been shut down just as long as the Chicago public school system has been shut down. So it's it's a fear in addition to union control. But that union control is not limited to urban meccas. It's also in a lot of suburban communities, too. And it impacts yeah. it impacts uh, oper- it impacts the choices that parents have, uh, even where they do have choices. And Carol, you wrote about Success Academy and the announcement they made mm-hmm. and what that announcement implicates.
0: So Success Academy is a charter school network, but they occupy space in New York City public school buildings. So they are at the whim of. The public school system in New York. So for example, in New York, if there are two unrelated cases in a school, the school shuts down for two weeks. And in a time where this pandemic is happening, there will be two cases fairly frequently in schools. I mean, it is still the least likely place to get COVID, but two cases in a school building of maybe thousands of people is not that, you know, outlandish. So when these school buildings close, Success Academy would have to close with them, even if let's say the cases were not in the Success Academy part of the school because the building closes. So Success, feeling like they're at the whim of this really insane system, went all remote this year. And so that because they're very dedicated to academics and they didn't want to go back and forth and back and forth, so they went all remote. And then a few days ago they announced that they were staying remote for the end of this year and they were opening hybrid in September. Now The thing is that New York City schools are – the elementary schools are hybrid right now. Uh, Middle school and high school are all remote. But Success Academy saying that they're going hybrid in September is admission to me that everybody's going hybrid in September, mm. that there won't be full-time school in September, even with vaccinations, because the rules are so onerous about social distancing to have six feet of space between every single person in the classroom, that there's no way to offer full-time school. And I think uh, I've been saying this for a long, long time months and months of staying i don't think school comes back in september either and so much of the pushback i get is no no it'll be fine we'll vaccinate it'll be great like you'll see it'll be totally back to normal in september but it won't be because we have these crazy rules and because we won't have vaccination for kids they're not even doing trials yet on kids under 12 so i've been predicting. No return to normalcy in September. Success Academy's announcement just confirmed that for me.
1: Well, and and two, what we're seeing is uh, the forever changing the, uh, the 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 standard for return. So, uh, if uh, if we have vaccinations then it's all the teachers need to be vaccinated. If it's if we're moving in the direction of all the teachers need to be vaccinated, then it's all the kids need to be vaccinated. Right. Then it's all the, the siblings of the kids in schools that need to be yeah. vaccinated. Then it's in San Francisco, all the toilets need to have toilet lids on them, the ones that don't have toilet lids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just nonstop uh the the imagination runs wild with all the things yeah. that we can mandate in so, so as to condition our return to work uh, the m- millions of dollars in new ventilation systems and so on and so forth it's just endless
0: right Yeah. I've been saying since the beginning that we should look to Europe. European cities open their schools, schools open before anything else. They did not update their ventilation systems. They do not do social distancing. In most cases, they don't even wear masks under 12 years old, with very few exceptions. There's a couple of countries that kind of do what we do, but in general, they don't. And yet they are seeing the same thing we're seeing, that children generally do not contract this. Children generally do not pass this along and it's extremely rare for a child to give coronavirus to a grown-up so the idea in the beginning that like a child will get coronavirus in school and come home and give it to their family it, it happens I'm not saying it never happens but it is an extremely rare circumstance that we are just we cannot rearrange our entire system over
1: what do you think about the migration away from the government schools, even charter schools? You know, we're seeing people physically migrating away from places like New York and Chicago yeah. and L.A. What about migrating permanently from the government school system, even charter schools, the Success Academy? It yeah. would provide a good rationale. Why? Into private schooling. Do you see a real uh, permanent shift in where kids get educated post-pandemic?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, in New York, the Catholic school system, which had been sort of in trouble and was had dwindling uh, enrollment, is, has seen such a boom this year. And I think that's going to continue. People saw which school systems took education seriously, took in-person learning seriously. And I think it's going to be very hard to unsee that. My own family, I think, you know, we talk about Florida all the time and the fact that Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida made school opening such a priority. And he said, if you're going to close anything, any business, any schools, you need to have rationale for it. And to me, that's not irresponsible. That's the most responsible way to do it. I think so many states should have that same guideline and they don't.
1: Well, and the other thing you see happening too, there was a good piece in Reason uh, Magazine about this. Uh, you have uh, the union's uh, vilifying those who opt out. I mean, uh, you you opt out. They're not exactly uh, desiring you to come back because you're a racist. You're uh, going to widen the divide between the haves and the have nots and the educated and the less well-educated and so forth. You're a bad person. You're a radical. You're an ideologue.
0: Right. Well, so that's the thing. I think that they don't realize that people just don't care about that kind of rhetoric. I have three kids and they're my priority. My priority is not, the teachers union and how to make them happy and how to make them feel that I'm not um, all these things that they, that they say I am my priorities to my children. And I, I'm not alone in that. That's the general perspective of parents. And, you know, one thing that I can point to is a lot of parents chose remote learning this year because they were afraid and they're afraid for their kids. And they had this, you know, fearful rhetoric from their politicians from these teachers unions and they chose what they thought was best for their children. And that's what parents are going to do. And so the unions can try this line about widening the divide and whatever, but they're widening the divide. They're the ones doing this. They're the ones keeping kids out of school. They're the ones making uh, education, such such a gulf in the educational experience between kids. One thing I always point out in New York, for example, kids in Queens might not have had a day of school since March where kids in Long Island, a mile away, are in school every single day. Mm -hmm. Nothing will increase the divide between educational experiences of kids more than going to school or not going to school.
1: She is Carol Markowitz, columnist at the New York Post. Carol, always a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.